It's showtime. Three hours of conversation, cussing, and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. And here we go, off and running on this 22nd day of February, 2024. This is the horn. Head on is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza that is the horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between, and the great globe round. And where, if you pop into the chat room right now for this Thorn in the Side Thursday, you'll be greeted by the early arrivers, and that would be Anatole and Squeaky and Theo, all, of course, capably moderated by Horn Chief Agronomist, Chief Mathematician, Bud Trimmer Emeritus, and Zimmergist Extraordinaire, Roger in Oregon. Hi, I'm Robin, and uh, also known as as Roxanne. And I'm awfully glad for those of you who have decided to pop by and uh, take in the program when it's live, and also equally humbled and uh, thrilled by those of you who listen by podcast. The podcast, of course, is available. The easiest way to find the the, the podcast is simply to go to headon.live, where uh, multiple options exist, uh, just about every uh, platform has the podcast on it, everything from Spotify to Podbean to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Republic, uh, Odyssey, TuneIn Radio, too, too many really to mention them all, but wherever you listen, if you're listening to the podcast, pretty please, like each episode, and subscribe on a couple of platforms, and well... If you want to take a minute, leave a comment, leave a review, talk about how gosh darned awesome this program is, because it is. The horn is actually, it's a bit of a miracle, isn't it? The whole blessed thing is a community-made miracle that has somehow managed to survive for over two decades now, which is, I mean, who could have imagined And yet here we are, because here you are. So if you did, it costs nothing to leave a comment. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
And, of course, every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. So uh, we send out our sincere and fond thanks. And by we, I mean the entire community, not me and that mouse in my pocket. Uh, Thanks to our kind, anonymous Internet friend yesterday. Thank you, Colin. Thanks so much. And thank you to Felicia, formerly of Nebraska, now of the greater San Diego area. Thank you all for keeping this program going, this little independent experiment in progressive liberal broadcasting. It's, uh, it's wonderful. Um, Randy Radar says, I don't know how to comment on Podbean. There's a, I mean, there, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a button. But the one that you have to do it on on the app uh, because I tried to reply to one the other day uh, just over here, just on my on my desktop and eh, it says please use the app to comment so that's that's that now um, it is as I said thorn in the side Thursday we have a one thousand three hundred dollar fundraising goal that hopefully we will knocked down a bit this evening. Uh, uh, Ralph's challenge remains on the table. The, uh, that's a, a $25 challenge for, uh, the, and this is a three-day-old challenge now. The That's not cocaine, that's sawdust challenge. So that would get us down to $12.50 if someone wants to meet that. In the meantime, we have, oh my, you know, an editor's job is never done. It, it, trying to pick out the, 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 the most salient cases, the most salient stories from amongst a veritable river of right-wing thorniness is no small task. But I feel like we need to uh, start with a bit of an update uh, you, you may note if you took the podcast that I included a trigger warning with it. I did that because by the time the program was over, I was triggered all to hell. And I figure some of the Horn Family Community Congregation might be as well. Hey, there's Irish Dave in the chat room. Um, hi, Dave. But I, I was... I, Everything from the the conniption over the funeral to the death of poor Nex Benedict. It was a lot, and it's scary. So one of the uh, one of the one of the best uh, sports writers in the country today is, of course. Uh, Dave Zirin over at The Nation. He also writes on culture and society and the intersection of that and sport and politics. So over, uh, over, over at The Nation, um, Dave has an article. The war on transgender kids took the life of Nex Benedict. Um, 
and I don't I don't know any other way to state it. Um, Mr. Zirin wrote, On Monday there will be a vigil for next Benedict at Stonewall in New York City. Vigils are planned in Oklahoma. Demonstrations like these need to span the country to honor Nex's life and say never again. And I agree. I, I couldn't possibly agree more. And I think, and, and I'm going to stand by what I previously said, it was a lynching. Now, as, we just, as, as I talked about this in yesterday's program uh, with... Uh, uh, with Tracy in a desperate attempt in a desperate attempt to uh, to downplay the lynching of next Benedict someone released to the public a statement that there that that the beating that they took was not the cause of their death that trauma was not the cause of death and there's only one reason for putting that out there that was the George Floyding of poor little Nex Benedict And there has been a development in it now. Aaron Reed, one of, well, the most accomplished and dedicated journalist in the country relative to trans issues, issued a, 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 an account earlier today. LGBTQ plus leaders call for DOJ to investigate Nex's death. Police backtrack, suspect foul play. Police have backtracked after claiming trauma did not cause the death of Nex, a trans teen beaten in an Oklahoma bathroom, an Oklahoma high school bathroom, and they now suspect foul play. Ms. Reed writes, On Thursday afternoon, investigators from the Owasso Police Department filed a search warrant for cell phones and lockers of students involved in the beating of Nex Benedict, a transgender teenager in Oklahoma who lost their life, who was lynched. I, I, I believe in using the right language. Um, the announcement came after a previous claim by police that initial paraphrased autopsy results showed next, quote, did not die as a result of trauma, unquote, a finding that came under scrutiny by LGBTQ plus activists and Nexus family. Now, LGBTQ plus rights leaders are calling for a DOJ investigation into their death, casting doubt on the initial statements of local police officers and school officials. Again, I'm just working from the text of Ms. Reed's article. Here's what we know. According to early reports, after a year of being bullied over their transgender identity, Next Benedict was involved in a fight in a bathroom in which three girls allegedly beat them. Some reports state that Nex's head was banged into the floor. Nex's mother substantiated the reports in an interview with The Independent. 
The school reportedly did not call an ambulance for Nex, and instead Nex was brought to the hospital by their mother and was discharged from the hospital later that evening. The following day, Nex collapsed and was pronounced dead. In later released text messages, Nex revealed that those involved in their beating had a history of bullying them. Following news of Nexus death, many pointed to the influence of major anti-LGBTQ plus figures in Oklahoma and nationally. Libs of TikTok, for instance, targeted a previous teacher and mentor of Nex two years prior. Chaya Ratchek, who runs the anti-LGBTQ plus hate account, was appointed to an advisory role in the State Department of Education in Oklahoma as part of a plan to make schools safer. We went over all this. Uh, state school superintendent Ryan Walters himself has led extreme anti-trans initiatives in the state, such as directing the Department of Education to release a video calling trans people in bathrooms an assault on truth. Uh, Ms. Reed then goes into the sketchy statement by the Owasso police and says, uh, the statement immediately aroused suspicion. Independent journalist Judd Legum wrote about the event, noting that the statement released by the police closely mirrored that issued by the school. If the police will not release the autopsy report, why are they releasing partial paraphrased information, asked Legum. These sentiments were echoed by many following the case. Yeah, I mean, it, it's George Floyd. And it's also the way that Bill Barr to prosecution torpedoed the Mueller report, if you recall. Lawyers for Nexus family issued a statement. While various investigations are still pending, the facts currently known by the family, some of which have been released to the public, are troubling at best. We urge those tasked with investigating and prosecuting all potentially liable parties to do so fully, fairly, and expediently, notwithstanding the family is independently interviewing witnesses and collecting all available evidence. And then there was another video from another trans student who went to Owasso High School and said they were called slurs almost daily, called slurs by a teacher in the school. They, they alleged that they were sexually assaulted in the school and told by the administration to keep quiet so as not to ruin their attacker's life. Oh, Jesus. The administration has never cared about its LGBTQ plus students. The murder of Nex is a direct product of their design, the person says, adding later, now they're playing the cover-up game, one that they know all too well because they've been using it the last ten years. In the meantime, uh, a survivor of the Pulse massacre, Brandon Wolf, National Secretary for the Human Rights Campaign, said the Department of Justice needs to tap in. Nexus, Nexus family deserves a full, thorough investigation into what happened. Kelly Robinson, president of the Human Rights Campaign, said something similar. Senator Sarah McBride, the first transgender candidate for the U.S. House of Representatives, called for a full investigation. And so now, now, hmm, things change. 
The Owasso Police Department appears, says Ms. Reed, to be backtracking. A search warrant from the police department was filed looking uh, and target, looking for and targeting the cell phones and lockers of those suspected of involvement in Nex's death. Don't ruin their lives! The search warrant states that, quote, Owasso police officers suspect foul play involved and need to initiate an in-depth investigation into the death. The death. Things like premeditation may be borne out by cell phones. And uh, the Democrats, generally, several, are uh, calling for an investigation. Representative Mark Takano, Representative Nancy Pelosi, Senator Elizabeth Warren, among them. No word yet from the Biden administration. And I agree with Ms. Reed and others. The DOJ, the ever, ever, ever so staid DOJ, meek, mild, Attorney General Merrick Garland must get involved. Say their name. Max Benedict lynched in Owasso, Oklahoma. They'd been bullied for over a year. And this other transgender student says the Cover-ups and the bullying have been going on for a decade. Making a horrific matter ever so much worse, the transphobic turd who is the governor of Oklahoma, Stan, issued a statement... His name is Kevin Stitt. He uh, said on Wednesday, well, you know, tots and pears, y'all, tots and pears. Uh, but Stitt said it was a tragedy, and then said, bullies must be held accountable. That rings a little hollow in light of the fact that he's been one of the ones beating the drum most loudly for the torment and torture of trans people in Oklahoma, particularly trans children. A member of the Choctaw Nation in Oklahoma, a two-spirit person named Sarah Adams, said this is a direct result of hateful rhetoric about two-spirit and LGBTQ people. 
It is tragic that Next did not receive the support that they needed to go to school and to just go to the bathroom safely. It makes me feel so much anger and sadness that as a community, we failed Next. And it makes me so scared for our kids. I still think her bare, bare, broken body. should have been shown to the world. And their broken body should have been taken to the Oklahoma Capitol steps. So that these monstrous maggots, Trump supporters, Republicans, could see the mortal remains of their Hatred. What Dave Zirin said is true. There need to be memorials all over the country for that poor child. Odd the things I think about. I recall the confrontation between Inigo Montoya and the six-fingered man toward the end of the Princess Bride when Inigo says, offer me anything. And then says, give me back my father, you son of a bitch. Uh, and, and hi, camera. Over on that website formerly known, uh, that platform formerly known as Twitter, saying, I know you're not on here much anymore for good reason. Thanks for all the trigger warnings yesterday. I've had a lot of folks needing to talk these past few days. And then uh, Carl in Phoenix. Hi, Carl said, that story you talked about last night, re Cardinal Dolan in St. Pat's Cathedral, actually turned my stomach and enraged the hell out of me. Shit like this is why I haven't stepped one foot into a Catholic church for years, and I used to attend Mass every week. Absolutely disgusting. Agreed. And the thing is, no one does a better job than the Catholic Church in convincing Catholics to walk away from the Catholic Church especially the American Conference of Catholic Bishops, but certainly not limited solely to them. So that's the update from yesterday. Oh, by the way, in about, oh, 35 minutes or so, uh, I mentioned yesterday that I was hoping to hear from my dear sister, Miss Terry. Uh, we talked after the program, and so, uh, like I said, here in about 35 minutes, she should be calling in from way, 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 way far behind the corn cone curtain down in Alabama. Speaking of which, uh, hi, Gary. Alabama Clinic stopped offering IVF for fear of prosecution. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. And now another IVF center, in vitro fertilization center, has decided not to do it anymore. Because if... They, 
if they implant three, I don't really know how it, how it works. I'm not a medical professional. But if they implant three ova in a woman's uterus in the hopes that even one will stick, well, the batshit crazy attorney general of Alabama, a mullah by the name of Steve Marshall, very likely would come after the clinic, the physician, the nurse, the, 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 the anyone associated with the fact that the ova didn't stick and wound up going down the toilet and calling it murder. Uh, Gary said, I was wondering what you thought of the decision by the Alabama Supreme Court on personhood for, hood for test tube fetuses. If this makes it to the Supreme Court and they decide to uphold the Alabama Supreme Court ruling, how would that affect the census and representation and districting the state population? What's your take? I don't know if it's going to go to the Supreme Court of the United States. I mean, it, it can, it could. But that's entirely a, the it's a little tricky, Gary, because the people who initially brought this is and this is what makes it so surreal. The three couples that initially brought the suit were seeking not criminal but civil damages for wrongful death, which is just insane from the outset. Because there has to be life before there can be death. I mean, this is the planet of death, right? Everything that's ever been alive on this planet at some point in time dies. But you have to be alive first before there can be a wrongful death with the passing of the... You get the idea. But the plaintiffs, in that case, are happy. They can now go to trial and sue Mobile Infirmary Hospital and the in vitro fertilization center involved and get money damages. I would imagine that counsel for the defense will probably make a proffer of some kind of settlement offer which will contain confidentiality clauses and non-disclosure agreements. Those are standard practice with settlements of civil suits. And the Supreme Court then, I could be wrong, the Supreme Court of the United States needs a case and a controversy and not an advisory opinion. Well, that kind of went out the window with 303 Creative where there wasn't a, there wasn't a case or a controversy. I don't know. We're through the looking glass here, y'all. But they don't... There's nothing for them to adjudicate. Do you see what I mean? Now, if someone... And the only prudent thing to do is for these clinics to shut down. Now, they'll be doing... They'll be doing... Uh, you know, they'll freeze sperm... And they'll freeze over, and they'll do fertility treatments, but they will not preserve fertilized ova. And they will not do in vitro fertilization, and they will not do implantation uh, in hopes of achieving a pregnancy. 
as an aside, and when you're talking about a place like Alabama, asides like this matter, especially in light of the fact that there's a maniac in the Attorney General's office, the aforementioned Steve Mullah Marshall. When, especially when they're younger, when trans people, as they begin their transition, think about the future, they think about possibly being able to want, uh, being able to reproduce somewhere down the down the line and have children of their own. And so, trans girls, before they go on hormones, will if they can afford it, will often go and freeze sperm. Trans men will preserve ova and then proceed to their transition. And yes, in fact, babies are conceived and uh, born of that sort of in vitro fertilization. And I cannot help wondering if part of the motivation of the Alabama Supreme Court was to try to, to eliminate that because they have effectively eliminated in vitro fertilization in the state of Alabama without ever even having to pass a statute on the topic. So for all intents and purposes, trans people cannot reproduce in the state of Alabama. This is just one more insult. One more assault. So, Gary, I hope that uh, I hope that speaks to your question. Uh, and then again, census and representation and districting. Uh, I don't think it can affect the census. And as such, it then can't affect how districts are apportioned or how the population is determined because those are all federal functions. You know, redistricting has to be based upon the census. That's why we redistrict every 10 years. And so I, I, don't, I don't think there's a lot of impact there, but within the Alabama tax system... Not the federal, but within the Alabama tax system, there are people saying, <laughs> "Oh, this is going to be in- interesting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get to claim an exemption for those 50 fertilized ova that are there in the freezer at the University of Alabama, Birmingham, or down in Mobile, or perhaps up in Huntsville." And they're just going to love that because, you see, the tax burden in the, st- in the state of Alabama is borne primarily by working people because the tax breaks always go to the uh, donor class and the corporations and the, uh, and, the far- and the farm bureau and whatnot in that godforsaken benighted place. Uh, Gary says, and could you please start a replace Merrick Garland challenge? I'll match the first 100. And I will, uh, so it's on the table, y'all. And if you want to see Merrick Garland replaced, chime in and help meet that 100 bucks from Gary. 
So you can double your money. 10 becomes 20. 25 becomes 50. 50 becomes 100. Or just 100 becomes 2. So if we could knock that out in the next mm, half hour or so, that would be wonderful. And we would be down to $1,100 to go. And that would mean that we're unfunded for today, Wednesday, Tuesday, and $200 of this past Moran Monday, which was, in fact, rich with Morans. Irish Dave pointing out more babies. Jesus Christ. Uh, the man vying for the uh, for the title of stupidest person in the entire United States Senate. We have to be gender neutral in this because Marsha Triple X Blackburn, uh, goodness, uh, is certainly still in the running. Tommy the Tuber, Tommy Potato Town, uh, was asked about the Alabama Supreme Court ruling that effectively ended in vitro fertilization in the state of Alabama. And he's and, and, and the coach said, well, that's a hard one. It really is. Hard one. Because, again, you really want people to have that opportunity. We need more kids. And uh, asked what he would say to Alabama women who were hoping to, and Alabama men, who are hoping to parent children conceived by IVF. He said, uh, well, it's a state issue. And if they can't have no cheerings, that's unfortunate. I'd have to look at what they're agreeing to and not agreeing to. I haven't seen that. And then added that, yes, indeed, he agrees with the Alabama Supreme Court that an embryo is, in fact, a child. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if an embryo uh, can run a crossing pattern uh, underneath un, underneath the secondary uh, in a in a in an offensive football scheme. And by the way, in case you're wondering, the reason he uh, uh, unlimbered himself of his brilliance today was because he's attending CPAC there at the Gaylord National Hotel uh, at National Harbor. And he was there to bark and grunt and hoot and call for the call for the reelection of his orange Jesus. Because of course he was. Uh, speaking to CPAC, he said that... Uh, uh, he can. He continued once he got past the questions about in vitro fertilization by saying, uh, uh, "We gotta, we gotta, we we gotta protect America from the left because they're tearing down cities and burning buildings. We gotta get Donald Trump elected president of the new United States of America, the greatest country in the history of the world on earth now, today, forever, and the universe under God. Amen." Folks, 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 you have to, you have got to do all you can do to get everybody to go vote. 
I don't think there's any danger of, you know, Alabama going for Biden. I'm a telling you, he said, I'm just an average country boy from the South that come to the big city and has been amazed. Really? Oh, coach, don't sell yourself short. You're way below average. If you don't have the White House, I don't care if you've got the Senate. I don't care if you got the House. If you don't have that White House with that power that the President of the New United States now has, if we don't get him back in that White House, it's going to be tough for any of us to survive in the greatest country ever of 248 years. There was a reason I threw in that greatest country in the history of the world on Earth now, today, forever, in the universe, under God, amen, part earlier, because, you know, he did that. Nitwit Nero will be, uh, the CPAC, the clown show will continue there at Gaylord National Harbor through Saturday, at which point Nitwit Nero will be the, the uh, keynote speaker. And if you have any plans whatsoever to watch that by virtue of some bizarre and masochistic urge on your part, uh, well, just, I don't know, have the hockey puck handy. Maybe get a brand new roll of duct tape. The tuber continued and said, That has got to be our step forward for the next ten months. Now it's going to be rough. You're going to have the groups coming out on the left that we saw a few years ago, tearing down cities, burning buildings, Hey, we got to wipe our hands of that, and we got to understand that no matter what happens in the next 10 months, he has got to be reelected because he is the only thing that's going to save us from losing this here great country that we live in. Uh, yes, yes, Ralph, we got to save, we got to protect the country from the left. Some, sometimes he has trouble with the letter T at the ends of words. It's a, it's a southern thing. You know, the late, great Jimmy Buffett once sang, Can't pronounce my R's or G's when I'm speaking southernese. And, and, and sometimes I wonder, I mean, the, 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 the eight members of the Alabama Supreme Court, Tommy the Tuber, uh, is is it their purpose, is it their goal to affirm and validate the stereotypes that the rest of the country has about a place like Alabama? That it's just a state full of people with grits for brains? Of course, I know that not to be true. I know brilliant people in 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 in, in Alabama. We'll be hearing from one in about oh twenty minutes or so. But it is a, it but but the smart people in places like Alabama, or dare I say, here in almost level West by Cole Manchinia stand, the smart people in those in, in such places have a heavy burden to bear when we meet someone from a different state, you know, generally speaking, a civilized state, who assume that because of where we're from and how we speak, that somehow that means we're stupid. 
idiots. You know, like the people who elect the governments in those states. Um, Arnold with a note. But it's not a fucking baby. Fuck these people. I'm tired of these laws that make no sense. I'm only 44. But maybe the adults can tell me why we have to have such nonsensical conversation. Still, it's not a fucking child. Tell that to the eight idiots on the Alabama Supreme Court. Jesus. Uh, Note coming in from uh, Cynthia in the Bay Area. Uh, Fuck that governor's thoughts and fucking prayers. The only thing that counts is action, and actions speak louder than words. Next is dead because of their hateful fucking actions, and don't you just know why I hate them so? One more example for you, and I so fucking hate them for it. Pigs. And as to Tommy Tuberville saying, we need more kids... Cynthia adds, yeah, they need more kids to be live targets for their mass shootings. Got to keep the guns and ammo sales up. You're not wrong, sis. You're not wrong. And it just keeps getting worse. Uh, There is a legislator, I use the term ever so loosely in Oklahoma Stan and he's a real Lulu we're talking here about state senator Dusty Divas Dusty Divas Sounds like something you have to take a million units of penicillin to cure, doesn't it? Uh, sorry. What is it, Doc? Well, your test results are back. Uh, hate to tell you, but you got a case of Dusty Deavers. Oh, no. Oh, it's not that bad. Uh, we'll we'll just put a million units of penicillin in your butt, and uh, you should feel better right away. Uh, but till then, uh, limit your sexual activity because, well, you don't want to spread your dusty divas. Uh, State Senator Dusty Divas is a well, he's a white winger. He's a Christian nationalist, which is another word for fucking Nazi. Ooh, we're flinging the F-bombs around early in the program, aren't we? Uh, He he recently showed up on uh, Dusty. No, Deavers, Emilio. Deavers, D-E-E-V-E-R-S. Emilio asking, Dusty Divas? Is that his porn actor handle? (sighs) I wish. Um... Maybe. But Dusty Divas showed up on the, the, some barking and grunting, hooting program called Open Mic with Michael Thiessen on the uh, 20th of February. That's two days ago. 
to uh, talk about his Senate Bill 1825. Curiously numbered because it's actually it should actually be uh, Senate Bill 1605 because that's where he wants to go back to. And it's basically a bill that says if someone is found to have lied about a criminal offense, that they will be punishable by this, uh, to the same extent that the crime itself was punishable of. What? Of course, Dusty Divas uh, is 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 a fetus fetishist, and Dusty Divas does not want women to be able to easily and easily and divorce should never appear in the same. Sentence. He doesn't want a woman who's had the hell beaten out of her by her old man to be able to get away from the mother. Uh, so he, he opposes no-fault divorce, and he wants to outlaw pornography. I'd like to see his browser history, just saying. And so he came up with his legislation by, of course, and this is not an extent, this is not prayer meeting Wednesday, but... Uh, it's worth noting that filing a false police report in Oklahoma is already a crime. But he wants biblical penalties. No, really. Stone disobedient children, y'all. Essentially, if you are a malicious witness, you knowingly, willingly lie about someone uh, and charge them with something, then whatever the punishment they would have received, you're going to receive. Okay. I like that's, this. Yeah, that's he Senate likes Bill it. He's grinning. And really, it, I mean, I call it the Malicious Witness Act. Um, and, you know, we get that from numerous places in the law. Uh, Deuteronomy um, 23. Uh, or ex, ex, well, Exodus 23 says a person has no defense. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm- Don't you love it when these creeps cite uh, Bronze Age rules made up by people who were baffled by wheelbarrows and didn't understand where the sun went at night? I'm, I'm jumping around here because you, you caught me uh, off guard, but uh, Deuteronomy 19, uh, 21 gives kind of the eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, along with Exodus 9, 6, and uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Genesis 9, 6. And- There's just so many. There's so much hate in that hateful book. Yeah. Uh, what was the what's the saying? Bumper stickers, an eye for an eye, and the world goes blind. Exodus 21, but essentially what this law does is um, it it looks at Exodus 20 verse 16, Exodus 23 1 through 9, and Leviticus 19:16, Deuteronomy 5:20, Deuteronomy 19:16 through 20, Proverbs 6 16 and 17 and 19. Omaha, that's a Omaha, lot of references, but it's just to say this is a firmly established law in Scripture that if you bear false witness that you will be punished with the same punishment uh, in the court and in the community. So uh, there's some real real clear, specific directions in there, 
And I just think, um, a, you know, Proverbs 19:5, a false witness will not go unpunished and he who breathes out lies will not escape. Uh, if we really want to protect people uh, in society, we need to bring back just fundamental law uh, and what is just in accordance with e God's equal weights and measures. God's equal weights and measures. Again, Gandhi, I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. They are so unlike your Christ. It's good to see, and thank you, Ralphs, for sending this along. It's good to see at least one person speaking truth to power and stating the obvious. Sean Cummings, who is the vice mayor of the village, a suburb of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, didn't mince words. Sean Cummings said that the Oklahoma State Board of Education, run by Ryan Walters, has emboldened bullying and hatred toward the LGBTQ community in that benighted state. You know, it's not lost on me that one of the most powerful and profound films of the last year, Killers of the Flower Moon, is centered on attacks on the Osage people in Oklahoma stand a hundred years ago. The Tulsa riots, again, Tulsa, Owasso is not far from Tulsa. Sean Cummings looking at the, uh, Oklahoma Board of Education, you embolden these three girls yourself. Chaya Rachik emboldened these three girls by being on the library board. It's already difficult to be in high school. It's very difficult to be different. Interviewed by the Independent afterward, he said he had to speak. He had to speak at that meeting, even though he was already swamped with grief because his wife, the former mayor of the village, Kathy Cummings, had died earlier in the month. Sean Cummings was unflinching, bless him. He said that rhetoric from Ryan Walters and the Education Board was partially responsible. Three, this is a quote, three older girls don't just dump, jump a 16-year-old in a bathroom for no apparent reason, especially, especially when they're from the alphabet community, who you personally have attacked ever since you ran for office. And the thing is, Ryan Walters was sitting right there as Sean Cummings stared him down. And, uh, and, and his bag of fucks 
was completely empty. You, he said to Walters, and worthless-ass Chiarachik literally have blood on your hands. And you brought in the chief attacker of this, Chiarachik. It's on you. And then Sean Cummings continued to countersink the nail. I think what you're looking at now is a federal lawsuit for each one of you personally, and I hope it happens because it will bankrupt you. Did I not tell you this was going to happen? And I'm sure when I leave here, Chaya Rachik will tweet my stuff out again, and I'll get death threats again. That's who you brought into the room. You have no deniability here. It is a pattern. Forrest Gump could see the pattern. And Mr. Cummings said yes. He actually showed up to speak at the meeting deliberately to call out Chaya Ratchik and Ryan Walters. Nexus' death is life-changing for everybody involved, and it's made okay because of the rhetoric of those two individuals, and it just pours downstream, and these kids are drinking that water. And Mr. Cummings knows of which he speaks because he has been targeted by that filthy animal, Chaya Raitchik. And he said, I'm not afraid of keyboard cowboys. I'm a dad. I have a dog at home. I don't have anyone at home. If anybody wants to come after me, they can come after me. That, by God, is what bravery sounds like. That, by God, is what heroism sounds like. And that, by God, is what we need from the rest of the country. You know, uh, these, these, uh, these, these maggots run around, you know, walking on their mouths and breathing through their knuckles and picking their teeth with their toenail clippings. And they bark and grunt and howl and hoot about the queers. When, once again, support, uh, being supportive and kind and decent to the LGBTQ community, plus, is actually a significant majority feeling among Americans from all walks of life. That's what happens when the closet door gets burnt, gets opened, the closet gets burnt to the ground and the ashes get scattered, and you find out that you actually know and like and maybe even love people who are LGBTQ+. But hatred rules the day with these maggots. And they can't even pay attention to their own precious polling that said in the last election that anti-LGBTQ positions even mattered to less than 5% of the people who went to the polls and voted. 
I mean, in many ways, you can look at this and say, hey, cool, they're slitting their own throats. But the problem is the razor keeps moving after they get done with their own, and it takes out precious children like next Benedict. And meanwhile, just, I'm sorry this is two days in a row of this issue, but it actually matters. It means something. And now the maggots, uh, the maggot caucus, the thedom carcass in the House has sent a ransom note saying that they are perfectly willing to shut down the government unless unless decent people capitulate to them and take away, among other things, access to medical care for trans people all over the country. Because, see, nowhere is safe. You can have safe states. You can have refuge states. You can be California, Colorado, New Mexico, Oregon, Washington, Minnesota, Illinois, Vermont, New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maryland. But it's still part of the United States of America. And they are willing to punish the rest of the country on a twisted notion that somehow if they can shut the government down and blame the queers that Americans will begin to see things their hateful way. <sighs> Stephen New York says so. And I'm sure he's calling for us to follow this and talking about the, um, the, the dusty deavers. You shall treat the stranger who sojourns with you as the native among you, and you shall love him as yourself, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 19.34. Nope, dusty deavers can't see, uh, can't see Leviticus 19.34 through all that dust. Thank you, Steve. Cynthia in the Bay Area. These bastards. They're false witness every time they open their fucking mouths. They sure love to push their fucking Bible on everyone else, even as they disregard it for themselves. Pigs, pigs, pigs. And not the good kind. David in South Carolina stand. Taliban, USA. Back to the Stone Age. You know the funny thing, David? I, I understand what you mean by that, but there is evidence to suggest that well, so-called Stone Age hunter-gatherers might have been a little better off than a lot of people on planet Earth today. Among other things, research from a couple of de- few decades back suggested that they actually had more leisure time than people here in the Anthropocene. How about that? Christopher in Oregon. Hey, Christopher. Deep thoughts with the tuberhead. Tuberhead knows all about the lady parts, I can tell. Again, each day, stupider than the day before. And 
uh, I nominate Todd to be our head-on representee for the C. Puke keynote speech featuring Sir Donnie Dingleberry himself. Todd, stock up on lots of barbecue and spotted cow. Sir, you're going to need it. If you watch on Sunday, you can take the day off from Washington Journal on Monday. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Sunday's enough time to get over watching Orange Julius Geezer on Saturday. I don't think I could do that with a without a bottle of Everclear with a little lighter fluid thrown in it for flavor. But here we are at the top of the hour. The Philoroxter is at its end, and uh, we have the. Uh, Fire Merrick Garland challenge on the table, courtesy of Gary. That's a hundred bucks. If anybody wants to match some portion of that, we can knock down the last of uh, we can knock down the last of Friday's funding and take a bite out of Monday's. That would be huge. So it's out there. The PayPal button is at, is at headon.live, and it's real easy. Or you can use Patreon, or you can use the United States Postal Service, checks and money orders, please just make them payable, payable to Robin Kincaid, R-O-B-Y-N, Kincaid. And, uh, well, the mailing address is the Horn, 1038 North Eisenhower Drive, PMB, 318 Beckley, W-V, B-E-C-K-L-E-Y, W-V, 25801. Okie dokie, thank you. And, uh, well, there she is. My sis, uh, Miss Terry, Miss Terry Ellen. Girl, how are Robin? you? How are you? Uh, pretty, pretty good. You doing all right? Ah, uh, you know, this is going to be two pro. This is going to be two shows in a row with trigger warnings on the podcast. So, yeah, there we are. are well, that's yeah. why it goes sometimes. Uh, it is. I mean, it's, it seems like with the beginning of every legislative, it's just one long trigger warning and one one long series of indignities and and assaults until they let out, and then it maybe alleviates a little bit. But enough about me. How about you? Uh, you 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 had a little road trip yesterday. Hey, yeah, I did. I went to the capital of Alabama, Montgomery to sit on a uh, committee meeting, the Judiciary Committee that was hearing uh, public comment on HB 111, which, uh, though not actually called this, for lack of a better terminology, just it really didn't have a title, it's the What is a Woman Act, which is to define, codify, what is male and what is female is regarding humans and the law of Alabama, which, of course, would erase trans people such as myself and you from the law of Alabama. We would just not legally exist anymore. And it's all based on reproductive uh, biology. You know, if you... Um, produce ova and can bear children, you're a woman. And if you are, you know, can produce a sperm or potentially produce sperm, which fertilizes the ova from the female, you are a male. 
And of course, that is a sign that at birth, and that um, everybody knows that sex chromosomes are always XX, XY. So those two things determine what your sex is. And of course, in Alabama, it's a visual assessment when a baby is born. And that's pretty much all there is. Just whatever's between your leg, that's what you are and shall always be, and you can't change it, you know. Yeah, forever. You're just going to have to deal with life like that. Yeah, forever and forever ever. Forever and ever. Worlds you know. without end. Amen. You know, that's what, you know. It, Amen. We, yes. we, we, we speak in terms of A-G-A-B, A-G-A-B, assi- a, a gender at birth. And generally speaking, it means uh, people take it to mean assi- uh, assigned. I think when I was born, I was really too young for any homework. And so I prefer to I prefer to think of that A A and A G A B as assumed gender at birth. <laughs> uh, that's actually very good. I like that. Assumed. Well, I mean, I I, I know you're, you're you have you have loving parents, and I know that they made assumptions about you when you were born. My loving parents assumed that I well they were told by the doctor that I was going to be six six. Thank God I wasn't. Six, six feet is bad enough. Did you were going to be six, six, eight? No, six, six. And that my feet would probably get to about a size 15. Oh, God. I dodged a bullet. And my, my you know, my, 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 yeah, my mother assumed that I was, yeah. Well, I blame it on the caffeine early on. Stunted my growth. That's what I was always told. But, you know, my, my, my dad assumed I would be a football player. My mother assumed I would be a preacher, and wow, girl, were they wrong. Well, you're kind of a preacher with the talk show that you have. I mean, not exactly preaching the gospel, you know, but a gospel of sorts. Arch, like we yeah. say on, on Wednesdays, arch pope, uber rabbi, ultimate imam, animated animist, ag- antagonized agnostic, vicarious vicar, maximum metropolitan, <sighs> annoyed abbess. So your mother was your mother was right in a way. Ah, right in a way. Well, yeah, yeah, and and there's some there's some fun stuff mm-hmm. in the background there because uh, it, you you remember how when we were when we were seniors in high school, we did our last will and testament. For the last issue of the Orange and Brown, it's a senior thing. Do you remember that? Oh yes, yes, yes. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Well, they did uh, when, yeah. when my parents when my yeah when we wrote our when we wrote our dinosaurs to school. Uh, instead of doing wills, because there's a world war going on in 1943 when they graduated, uh, they did prophecies about what the the graduating class would be up to. And one of them was about my mom, who was the editor of the student newspaper. And it said, America will tune in nightly to hear orations on the radio by Margaret. I remember reading that, and it just absolutely blew my mind. Because it's not quite entirely the nation, but people do tune in to hear orations by her little girl. That was in reference to your mother? Yeah. Okay. I'm having a hard time hearing you. You're really soft, and I have my phone turned up all the way. Oh, that's really weird. Um, hold on. Yeah, it's really weird. 
let me let me gain up a little bit. Is that better? Ah, uh, yes. Thank you. Oh, you're more than welcome. Really good. I'm just trying. I'm trying not to uh, overdrive the mic. No, I understand that. It's just like, oh god, it was just really, really soft. Well, and there went there went Miss Terry. Technology. Well, I, I trust we will get her back in a moment because I, I wanted to get into the particulars of what she witnessed yesterday there on what's known as Goat Hill in Alabama. There she is. Hang up on me, did you? Are you there? Yes, I'm here. I, did, I don't know what I did, actually. I don't know if it's cut drop, but you know, cell phone stuff today has been really weird. So. Oh, yes, it has. AT&T, AT&T customers had a really shitty day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and others. I mean, it was more than just AT&T, apparently. Oh, okay. When, um, I, when I first saw the story break, they were talking about talking about it primarily in terms of AT&T. Yeah, I think that was maybe the primary, but I think um, T-Mobile was out and a couple of others. I think Verizon was like the only cell phone service working this morning as I understood it. So well, the it, was, it was more than just AT&T. The fact, of the, the fact of the matter is where I live, my cell service is so shitty, I probably wouldn't have noticed anyway. You know, I didn't have to call anybody this morning, so I really did not even know about it until I read about it online. I was like, well, what do you know? Maybe Putin is uh, flexing his wings or something, you know? Yeah, maybe maybe that uh, satellite-killing machine is already in space and going to work. That's right. Yeah, he's, he's put a nuke up there, hasn't he? It's, it's a beam weapon run by a nuke. Or a new, some sort of, yeah, but at least that's what was like a, promulgated. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, but you know, the, the re- Republicans down here in Alabama are, are fast and furious and dropping little nasty bills in our legislature. Pretty much sort of the same ones that have been dropping like dead eggs across the nation. DEI um, been in debate most of the afternoon to kill every DEI program in the state universities and agencies of the state. Uh, and also, of course, implement a bathroom ban on trans people in uh, institutes of higher learning. Got to put that in play, you know. Oh, mercy sakes, yes. Whatever shall we do? I know, heaven forbid, we're such a horrible safety issue. Um, so many sexual assaults being done by us everywhere. Oh, wait, we're not. Yeah, that, that, would, that. that would be zero. On the other hand, the, be zero? Yeah, the restroom can be a dangerous and, dare I say it, deadly place for us. Oh, yeah, you know, um, what if the Woman Act would have disastrous... 
effect on my personal life if I'm forced to go back to having mail as my sex marker on my legal ID because I've jumped through all the legal hoops that Alabama has put in place, including literally changing my sex. Uh, to get all that changed. And it's a scary, scary thing to face that that might be ripped from me. It's um, terrifying. I'm talking to a lawyer that was, it's terrifying. It is terrifying. You know, if, if I could have stayed a guy, I would have. You know, it's not, it's not yeah. like this was just, well, that was fun for a while. I can just go back now, now that, you know, they just helped pass the law against me doing it. Well, but then, <laughs> what a but, fucking joke. Yeah, but then again, if you if you and I know I, I know other folks in the Horn Family Community Congregation will understand what I'm saying here. If you had attempted to remain that way, you would not have remained alive. I'd be dead six feet under, as I've said many times, many ways, and many different media that I transitioned because my gender dysphoria was going to kill me. I was either going to take my own life or the stress of dealing with it was going to kill me. One, one way or the other, it was going to be a suicide, either passive or aggressive. Because knowing what would fix me, cure me in essence, which was transition, medical, social, legal, would fix my dysphoria, thus relieving the physical stress of living with it. Or I was going to take my own life, which would be aggressive suicide. But they'd both be a suicide. Yeah, in the end, death is so death. So I chose, yeah, death is death. I'd still be dead one way or the other. And, every, and I chose life. And, and everything you are saying about yourself is true of me. I know. You get to a point where you can't take it anymore. And true, and that's it. Yeah. People, people don't understand that. We don't just do this on a whelm. You and I fought this shit for, God, decades upon decades. Yeah, we're 23 days dis... Until we we're, couldn't we're, anymore. We're 23 days apart in age. And... Yeah. And... Uh, and, and, and you you found you found your courage and your will to live a few years before I did, and I thank God for you every day to the extent there's a God to thank. I do. Oh yeah, I, I do for you as well to have a friend. Uh, you, know, you know, we were friends in high school and played football together. You know, <laughs> very uh, badly. Deputy of I mean, our of, of our well, yes, but still we did play. You know. And the serendipity of all that, you know, is amazing. You know, they say there are no coincidences, so it's still amazing. I want to I want to share something. I don't think I've ever shared this in the program, but I want to I want to share something. And I, when I wrote it, um, I I sent it to you, and uh, it goes back to those days. And it's based, and I was, I don't know why, but I was sitting around thinking one day, 
I think I'd been watching something that had to do with time travel or something like that. Maybe Quantum Leap. I don't know. Oh, my God, the Quantum Leap cliffhanger final episode last night. Girl. Um, I have to scroll down to find it. But uh, that was longer ago than I thought. Longer ago than I thought. I think you know what Hmm. I'm talking about, but... uh, Probably, but you're gonna have to refresh my memory. Sorry. Um. Good lord, Roxanne, you post a lot. <laughs> I'll get there in a minute. I promise. That's fine. I actually uh, have my. There it is. There it is. I actually, junior junior annual that that we all signed because we didn't have our senior annuals yet. Here it is. Trying to, I remember what you wrote, but I wanted to find it on my annual. And did you? Not yet. I'm trying to remember where you wrote it. I love the fact that you still have it. I wish I could find mine. Uh, no, so this I wrote this on the 9th of August, 2022. Yeah. Dear me. Hey, dear you. Dear me. Hey, you're not alone. No, really. There's another girl like you. Yes. At school. You see her every day. You have classes together. She's looking up the same stuff in the library you are. No, I'm not going to tell you who she is. That's her business, just like yours is yours. Stop asking. Don't worry. This is all going to sort itself out about 42 years from now. Really. That's when you'll find out about each other, and it's really going to be one of the coolest, wildest, most wonderful things that's ever happened to either of you. You're each going to find out you had a sister you never knew about, and it's going to change your life. She's going to make her decision first. That means she'll be there when you get out of the... Wait, never mind. Just know you're going to be... You're going to cry the first time you see her after all those years. No, I won't tell you where. Don't be such a brat. That's a couple of pretty big hints. You're both going to get to where you need to be. Pretty big head. You're right. both you're both finally gonna live the lives you're keeping so very well hidden. Y'all are really good at it. No one's ever gonna suspect. As a matter of fact, she's oh yes, yeah, good at it. As a matter of fact, she's writing the same That's letter. Fair. As a matter of fact, she's writing the same letter to her younger self at the same time I'm writing to you. Just stay strong. You live in a hard time and a hard place, but you're both strong as hell, and you will survive. I've already written too much. Don't want to get in trouble with the temporal paradox police. Now put the book in which you found this back in the library shelf, tear up this letter, and go throw it in that dumpster where you purged all your girl stuff yesterday. Get going. You're late for football practice. All my love. You. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. (laughs) Okay, I... Cannot find it. I know what you said. You wrote something to the degree of we philosophized on the sideline of the gridiron, and I am glad, Robin. Still true. It was short and sweet. Still true. And going back to uh, 
said, it's in here somewhere. Going back to what you said about, so you squeezed it in somewhere, huh? Yeah, because your 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 annual was full. Um, yeah, that's uh, so it had to be. What am I seriously? I know, I know I'm not imagining it. I know I'm not. No, you're not. You sent, you sent me a screenshot of it a million years ago. By that, I mean like three years ago. And and Cynthia... Well, you, you know, I posted I posted the scans of it in our senior... Oh, that's what um, it was. Yeah, our yeah. senior Facebook page. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. I, I just got a note from our sister, Cynthia, out in the Bay Area. Yeah. What you were talking about, you know, it would have killed you. Would have killed me. Cynthia says, and true of me too. I would have been dead decades ago in the eighties. I'm still amazed I'm alive. Oh yeah. Amazed and sometimes thrilled. And that's the funny positively stinking happy some of the times for a change. If they would just get off of our backs. Yeah. You know, my life is good. Except for Republican politics. My life would be fine. Other than, you know, the everyday problems that everybody faces in living a life and the things that come up and whatnot to deal with. I just, you know, love just to have that. But no, no, you and I have to worry about what's the next death-killing bill we're going to put forward in our Republican legislatures as well decimate our lives in some way just because we're transgender and you know couldn't live as the sex we were assigned at birth that's the chance it's the only reason I don't know if they just it's the icky factor or but you know the fear mongering continues it's, it's more ratcheted up we're having trans kids brutally beat and bathrooms of the sex they're supposed to be in. And then they're, you know, they can't quite pin the blame on the kids who did it. That's just horrendous. Really, it's just horrendous where we're at in our society. It so absolutely is, and you know, there, there's that old saying. You're familiar with it. I'm familiar with it. About a lot of people probably are. If you want to find out who really loves you, come out as trans. You'll find hmm. out. You'll find out in a damn hurry. Yeah, really. Uh, you'll find it few and far between, frankly. You know, I yeah. did. You did. There are They're not all overjoyed that you did this. To save your life, you know, they tell you, you're so brave. You're so brave to do this. Like, uh, is it brave to save your own life? That, that brave thing? That's a brave thing to save your own life? You know? Yeah. How is that brave exactly? Save my life and people aren't happy about it. And I didn't choose the path to death because for some reason that would be more glorious. I guess, you know. Well, maybe some people would feel better about us if they only had to think about us, you know, in the before time. 
uh, you know, they just, just really, really struggled, but they remained true to what they were when they were born. That's, that's the most amazing, awesome thing that they were able, you know, stay true to their sex that was assigned at birth. That, oh my God, that in itself is just awesome. exactly. heroic. Yeah, that, but, right. That's, yeah. that's heroic. Like who? storming exactly. the yeah, like stor- <laughs> storming the gender beaches of gender Normandy, right? Yeah, really. You know. Ah, uh, shit. But it's 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 exhausting. You know, we're not the ones who put us in the news, Robin. We're not the ones. No, because there's constant news about it, constant things about it. This is being done by the Republican far right groups such as Alliance Defending Freedom, the Family Research Council. All these people are the ones who are promulgating all these bills, fear-mongering on this, all based on a sincerely held religious belief of theirs that we are going against God's design for our life, which kind of ties in with our glorious Supreme Court Justice of Alabama had in his opinion about little blastocytes and and test tubes being children. Yes, because in it his in wrong. Yeah, and in his opinion, Go ahead. in his opinion, he invokes, and this is a quote, and I know you know it, the wrath of a holy God. Yeah, I mean that is so to destroy far- his image to destroy his image, the image of him and us, basically, is what it says. And so you and I have done that. <laughs> you and I have done that. We're still alive. But, you know, I don't know if we destroyed it, but we changed that image. Yeah. But then it kind of harkens back to God saying that he made us in the, you know, in our image, the Trinity, and that he made us male and female. And female? Yeah, that's not or. No translation has it as or. It's not or. Which is what the woman, what is a woman act is. You're either male or female. Well, God said we were male and female. There's a big difference with that little contraction. Uh, A rather huge difference. Yeah, you could be this or that. Or you can be this and that. You know, you know. Uh, when you and I are this and that. I, I know, I, I know you know where I'm about to go, but I'm going in there because I, I know you saw this and you remember it from younger years. Um, because you're actually quoting it. I'll have it queued up here in a second. What? And there it is. Oh, it's going to be a surprise. And there it is. Oh, yay, no ads. And so here we go. Conjunction, <laughs> 
Like I said, you practically quoted it, Terry. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Those things stick in our head from a young age, you know? Oh, I, are you kidding me? I just brainwormed the entire Horn Family Community Congregation. <laughs> of course, you know, that would be considered probably a divisive subject today, banned by the Republicans. Yeah, that, that I mean, there's probably some CRT or some DEI or some MOUSE in there. Who knows? DEI? No, some DEI. Heaven forbid we talk about some divisive subjects. Of course, the divisive subjects are always determined by the Republicans. And well, I, I love the, the I, liberal. Yeah, I love topics, the fact. I love you know? the fact that you know. Their, their, their feelings are so dainty and delicate that talking about the horrors of slavery might make uh, little little Brad and little Melissa go home with a case of the sads. But on the other hand, we're not going to do anything to stop a little non-binary kid from having the life beaten out of them. Yeah, no. yeah. How is it divisive to talk about the founding of our nation? And how it was tied in to the existence of slavery as an economic force in our nation. But that's divisive. We can't, we can't we're not going to talk about that. You know, really? We're not going to talk about those parts of the Constitution that have been redacted, lined out, you know. They're still there. You could read the words, just have them lying through them. Yeah, that, they don't. Yeah, that little, old, know, that little old three-fifths clause. Yeah. That little old three fifth yeah, clause. Three fifth clause. You know, we we can't talk about that. That's divisive. How is it? That's fact. That's that's a fact. How is a fact divisive? Are we going to be upset when in uh, science class they talk about how the sun is central in our solar system? That the that the Earth revolves around the sun, not the sun around the Earth, like the Catholic Church wanted everybody to believe back in the fifteen hundreds. You know. 
that a divisive topic? Or maybe that the world's not flat? Is that a divisive topic? So divisive. Truth seems to be truth is a divisive topic with Republicans, which we know that is from all of Trump's issues going on these days, right? Truth is very divisive with the former president. Isn't it? Isn't isn't it just? And since we're since we've been talking about Alabama a little bit, it's worth noting when you talk about the um, heliocentric theory of the solar system. Um, oh, the oh, word I like that. Yeah, thank you. Heard that in a while. <laughs> heliocentric. Hmm. Love me some words. But the the <laughs> Alabama legislature, in its infinite wisdom, at one point in time tried to pass a bill, and I know this will just make you hoot like a barn owl, the science, science lady that you are. The Alabama mm-hmm. legislature once tried to pass a bill that codified the value of pi at three. Oh, yeah. Was it just three, or was it just 3.14? Oh, no, that's too, ma- that's too many numbers. It was just three. That was too many. It was just three. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that will certainly work well when you're calculating things out. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I'd hate to be flying on the plane that some engineer had used three as pi in their calculation. Can things. you imagine what the pyramid, the, the, the pyramids of Egypt would look like without if, if pi was three? Well, not like they do today, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and how well they calculated this back then when all they had was an abacus. Or a knotted string. Or oh, that too. Yeah, that, that's that's or impressive. Yeah, a cubit. So uh, the old measuring link cubits. Oh dear God, cubits! They make arcs out of cubits, right? <laughs> they did. It was so many cubits wide and long and all that, you know. Yeah. But to sort of return to our to sort of return to our original topic, you did go to Montgomery yesterday, and you were prepared to speak because the reason you went I is was. that it was, was it was a public hearing, right? It was a public hearing. It was um, for public comment. Of course, in taking public comment, they only take a few speakers. It was a full room. There were probably at least 100 people in there. And, you know, it was kind of first come, first serve to fill out the list, of which they only had five slots for ones to oppose and one uh, four. And I got the fifth slot. And then when the chairman was talking about it and calling people up, it's like, we're only going to take four on each side. And, of course, that just left me out. So I drove. Two and a half hours to be there. Two and a half hours back to sit there. Not, and having worked several hours on what I was going to say, edit, re-edit, edit again, have it down, honed, so fine T. And I would have been the only one who testified against that bill and have done the whole damn nine yards in Alabama. There were two cis males who testified. I mean, it's great to have allies, you know. There was a trans woman that 
that testified um, who had been able to change her marker on their driver's license, but um, she hadn't had the whole nine yards like I have. And then the other was a cis woman who was testifying on the effect that this bill would have on incarcerated individuals and where would they, they would be placed and uh, whatnot. So it was still, still valuable testimony, but mine would have been stark, blunt, and to the point of what it would do to my life and others like me. Having jumped all through the legal hoops that Alabama's put in place to be able to change one's birth certificate, a sex marker, and thus be able to get it changed on all of one's legal ID. And all my legal ID shows me that's female for my sex. So would you happen to have that handy? Have what handy? Your remarks from yesterday. Oh, you have to... Uh, hmm. Oh, shoot, Robin. <laughs> I... Yes, somewhere. Hold on one second. You're fine. Because I've I've got it here, uh, but I I I thought it would be better. Yeah, but I can't read it from there. No, no, you can't. That's what I'm saying. I've got it here, but I thought it would be better in your own voice. Well, thank you. I just sent it back to you. Maybe that'll help. How'd you send it? To your email. The one that ends in uh, 87. Yeah. There it is. Okay. Mr. Go okay, for it. Ready? I'm ready. Mr. Chairman and esteemed committee members. My name is Terry Owen and I reside in House District 96. In my birth, it was recorded that I weighed 7 pounds, 12 ounces, was 21 inches long, had brown hair and blue eyes. None of those physical attributes other than my blue eyes remain present today. I do not know what my chromosomes are. Studies show that one in 500 people have something other than X 
X or XY. The way this bill will codify sex is what was observed at first will bring great harm to my own life. I have always known in my heart, mind, and soul that I am a woman, regardless of how my body was observed at my birth. I went through the long process of changing my sex. I've met the extensive medical requirements that set forth by Alabama to change the sex on my original birth certificate. This change is reflected on all my legal IDs in the state of Alabama and my passport. What will this bill, if signed into law by the governor, do to my legal status? It does not say or clarify. This bill would throw a monkey wrench into my life regarding my job, my health insurance, using the restroom, changing rooms, etc. After 10 years of hormones and surgery, my body is very much female. In daily life, everyone sees me as a woman and addresses me as ma'am, miss, she, and her. I've never been accosted, yelled at, told to get out, or a question when I use female single sex spaces. If made law, this bill would make me a criminal just for living my life just like every other woman, since it would, despite all I've done to transition, reverse all my legal changes and label me as a man. This bill should not be brought to a vote, as it will bring great harm to myself and thousands of Alabamians this will open a Pandora box of lawsuits. It will cost millions of taxpayer dollars to defend a law that is not needed and is unconstitutional. Thank you for your time, and I'm open for questions. And I got, I, to, I, got two minutes I got I got the sense that that was precisely what those maggots in the Alabama legislature did not want to hear. And did not want to be confronted with, because it's reality. Probably not. Just like just like they they I'm presented just like they presented a false notion of equivalence by having four pro and four against. When in fact you said the room was packed. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, what what kind of what kind of having a voice in how our government works is that? That eight people, eight people get to have a comment on a law, potential law, that's going to affect thousands upon thousands, well, all of Alabama, five million people and residents here now. Yeah? Probably probably even more now that fertilized embryos are children. Oh, shit, yeah. I, I would think that would be, well, you know, I don't know how many there are. I would say it's probably not more than a thousand that are frozen. Are they going to force these women to get implanted? Is that going to happen? Honestly, you we know, don't. We don't know. Isn't that the logical next step. To I mean, isn't it cruel to keep children in perpetual slumber like that, frozen for eternity? I think God would like that, right? Well, that seems to be their point, that God doesn't like it at all. The image of God like that, you know, freeze the image of God to never see the light of day. But see, see one of the... It's absurd to think 
that a glassite is a child. It's like a hundred cells. A hundred cells, Robin. Not a lot of cells. But the thing is, this ruling, this ruling extends beyond in vitro fertilization, though. Because this means that every woman who has an egg fertilized either in vitro or in utero is carrying an actual child, and it opens a genuine Pandora's box... For people like that maniac Steve Muller Marshall, your attorney general, to prosecute women who have spontaneous abortions. That's the medical term for what we call miscarriages. Uh, and how do you determine a spontaneous one from one who did it with medical drugs? Of course, they're going to use that. They're going to use that to ban contraception. To ban the morning after pill, to ban Plan B, because you would be killing a child. Well, not just that. Remember, and I mentioned this in yesterday's program, in his concurrence to Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health, Clarence Pubes on the Coke can, Fappy Thomas, said he wanted something. He wanted a case brought to him that he could use to overturn Griswold versus Connecticut. And let's understand, that yeah. was about access by married people to contraception. And contraception isn't just the pill or plan B. It's also condoms. Yeah, it's also condoms. Because heaven forbid, you prevent contraception. I mean, conception. Because, well, you know, putting on a raincoat prevents that from happening. Well, there's an old story I remember. How dare you? I, I remember an old story about a... Stand in the way of the will of God. The wrath of a holy God. Oh, yeah. Even though in the Old Testament, if a man caused a woman to have a miscarriage, he paid a fine. He killed a child. Even if it was on the day of its birth, he was put to death. That's a big difference. Where, where is, where is, you know, where is our Supreme Court justice getting that? His, his verses had nothing to do with a fetus. No. Nothing. No, nothing. Even the ones referencing that I knew you before I knit you together in the womb. Well, you know what? <laughs> um, that's prior to the womb. Well, there's that's that like there's a, that Bronze Age wisdom again. There's some knitting you know? going. There's some knitting going on. <laughs> put together in the womb. Well, okay, that's pretty good. Actually, put together in the womb. But you're you're not a child. You know, Jews didn't think. You were a child until you took your first, first breath. breath of, first breath of life. Yep. Life. You know, like Adam. God breathed the spirit of life into him. And then... Uh, That's uh, what uh, they took babies to be doing, you know? 
I heard recently that uh, the the business about Adam's rib is actually a mistranslation, that it was actually half of Adam. Half of Adam. That went into the creation of Eve. The first Um, woman, the first, in fact, trans woman, because she would, by definition, have had to have had X and Y chromosomes. If we're going to look at Oh, yeah, but, uh, you know. The whole rib thing makes more sense. Well, who doesn't like... It is a mistranslation. Yeah, who, who, do, who doesn't you know. like ribs anyway? That's right. Well, I mean, you got to think about that. Today, we look at that as God cloned Adam. God cloned Adam had some hellacious cloning lab somewhere in the Garden of Eden because Eden is the last thing made in creation, on day six, very last thing made. You know, did God run out of juju sauce? You know, didn't have any more creative power at that point. God used it all up, creating the whole universe and everything else. Then he had to clone Adam to give him a mate that was his genetic duplicate, only... Modified so slightly on the Y gene so that the SRY, I mean the Y chromosomes or the SRY gene didn't function, which would produce a woman. That gene doesn't work. You're a girl. In every way, uterus, ovaries, fallopian tubes, vagina, cervix. All that. But you'll have XY chromosomes. So what would Eve be considered under the law that's being proposed in Alabama and all the other what is a woman law? Is it by chromosomes? Or that this XY woman had ova and born live young? But biology is XXXY, of course. Until when it's not. And pi equals three. Yeah. So I think you and I as XY women very much were made in the image of God. If Eve was, so are we. Bingo. It's logical, right? Yeah, it's like when I was talking to the uh, Christian Karen a few weeks ago in Charleston. And I said, y'all are all the time saying God doesn't make mistakes. Well, here I am, and I'm not a mistake. Yeah. That 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 part gets old. It's like, well, um, he made Satan. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Hail. How do you not consider that one of the biggest biggest mistakes ever? I don't know. Or even putting the tree of knowledge in the Garden of Eden in the first place. That was a pretty shitty little trick, wasn't it? A tantalizing forbidden fruit for, at best, teenagers. We've had really not much of guidance at all. They were like created as teenagers, I think. They would have had the maturity of like four-year-olds, maybe five. Wow. Whenever whenever I go down this rabbit hole, I can't help but think about Mark Twain's The Diary of Adam and Eve. 
It probably. I've not read that. Oh, uh, oh, oh! You must. Um, every time Sunday comes around, Adam enters in his dirt in his diary. Sunday, pull through. And I think, and I think I feel that way. I feel that way about Sunday. Pull through. <laughs> but all kidding aside. Um, the Biden administration actually issued a statement in regard to the madcap ruling from the Alabama Supreme Court. And they got it right. Of course, they did. The disregard for women's ability to make these decisions for themselves and their families is outrageous and unacceptable. And then uh, Vice President Harris said, this sets a dangerous precedent for robbing women of the freedom to decide when and how to build a family. And then there's the dumbest, well, not quite. Then there's just, well, Mrs. Governor Ambassador Speaker of the House, Haley, who said, embryos to me are babies. That's a lie. Oh, yeah, all that. That's a lie. Embryos, yeah. How is, how is it? Flash the site embryo anyway. I just don't see it that way. Sorry. Well, I mean, it's got to have, does... have a hell of a lot more development than that to be an embryo. You well, know. Well, if it's a life, it ha it, One of the things about life is that life requires sustenance. Does it not? A, ba a, ba a baby in the womb is fed through, uh, the, fed through the, the the umbilicus and 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 within the placenta. Yes. A newborn nurses at its mother's breast. Yes. Or you know this bottle. Is true. And then you move up into. I mean, you're a parent. I'm a parent. Uh, then you move from breast milk or formula up to uh, rice cer food. rice cereal, and then along come the strained carrots and and the you know pureed roast beast. And next thing you know, they're sitting there eating a little bowl of dry Cheerios and just oh, how do you? F <laughs> so if an embryo is a child, and child ch children require feeding. How do you feed an embryo that's basically frozen solid and is in fact a kid sickle? Don't take a run at that. No. It has to if it's alive. And how does one define? You know, it's like that thirty thousand year old siege that they thawed out from a permafrost and I think it was Alaska. Could have been Siberia, but and grew them. Sprouted. Were the seeds alive for thirty thousand years? I mean I or think were it, they I... just held by by being frozen and a kind of hibernation? Or maybe not even suspended animation, as science fiction would call it. Suspended animation. Are you alive if your life has been 
suspended. Your life processes have been suspended, frozen. That's what these, that's what these, you know, fetuses, quote unquote fetuses, children, these children, even though they're dotting into the point of being a human being in form, they merely have the genetic code to produce a human should it be placed in the proper environment which it would needed nourishment to be able to develop, multiply all the cells into the various systems of the human body, skeletal, muscles, blood vessels, neurons, all that. Those don't those don't exist in a frozen embryo. None of those exist. The differentiation into all the various cells, organs and whatnot hasn't taken place yet. It's just a hundred cells, basically duplicates of the original fertilized cell. How do you? How, uh, how is that a human? How is that a human child? I mean, couldn't see the damn thing without a microscope. No, and how do you how do you discipline an unruly embryo? <laughs> Do you put that it? Mean? I mean, is, is 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 just freezing it sort of a perpetual timeout? Oh, it is. You know, until that's placed into a human uterus or facsimile thereof, of which it doesn't exist yet. Of course, you know they could try putting it into a pig uterus. It might show up since pigs actually are a lot like us that we, you know transplanted organs from them into humans for a while. Comes with a... Uh, I hear, I hear. Somebody's gonna, somebody is going to sue that all these frozen embryos be placed surrogates, the original mother, so that they can have their life as God intended. They're going to do this if this continues. Hey, of course. Because you can't destroy them, so you've got to. So who's going to pay for it, you know? And what a headache this is going to get to the IRS when all these people start claiming 10 dependents that they didn't have last year. Well, the IRS won't touch it, but the thing is, this is going to throw the Alabama tax code into an absolute... Maelstrom of chaos. Well, you know, they declared they were children, so if they're children, then they are dependent of the parent. And, and you know, our, our... That's how it goes, right? That's right. how it goes. That's what it said. And they have provided 100% of the support by paying the bills that preserved their life in these tattoos. Cryogenically frozen... Well, yeah, and and our our pal Ralphs asks, so Robin, people, and by people we mean guys, masturbating means killing children. Absolutely, I want to know. Uh, I want to, uh, you know, and and let's well, remember, you know, ha- half a child. Yeah, but half let's half a child to kill half a child. Let's remember though, felonies have no statute <laughs> of limitations, especially not murder. I want to know I when the I want to know when the warrant's going to get sworn out for the Chief Justice of the Alabama Supreme Court. 
Well, there, you know, helps the argument about, um, and when males become of age, that they have to be snipped to prevent the murder of any children until it's such a time that they can provide for children. And then the vasectomy can be reversed. And then they can have children. Because then they won't die. I mean, I can almost envision the, the language of the warrant right now. Upon if, upon Upon information and belief, your affiant avers and swears that the Chief Justice of the Alabama Supreme Court has at one time or another in his life masturbated. He is therefore guilty. <laughs> he is therefore guilty of murder. Arrest him. What about not what about nocturnal emission, Robin? Well, that would be negligent homicide. AKA wet dream. Yeah, that that would be negligent oh, homicide. Okay, there you go. I like that. Negligent. You have no control over that. Uh oh, I, th- I think I think it's Donna. Which will occur? Which will occur in a male that's not having sex or masturbating? That is going to happen. Going to happen. Uh, you know, God's design. <laughs> uh, Trey just wrote in and said, "Wait, only." Trey just Trey Trey just wrote in and said, "Wait, no more jerking off. Put me in jail." No, sorry. Mm-mm. Trey, admit nothing. Deny everything. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna put a, a tracking device on penises. And and that will uh, uh, know my, when you did this. And Micah up in Michigan just uh, chimed in. She said, uh, "Why is Monty Python's every sperm is sacred going through my head right now?" It's brilliant. And, you know, comedy sometimes imitates life. Well, you know, somewhere somewhere along the way, probably about ninth grade Alabama history, we were both probably, I know I was, I'm pretty sure you were, uh, taught our uh, taught Alabama's state song. Alabama, Alabama, we will A, be true to thee. You know that? Are you looking it up? You're looking it up. I am not looking it up. I'm girlfriend. I'm yeah, ashamed. Right, no, it's just on one of those. Yeah, honey, I'm not. I don't know that damn song. Are you kidding? God. Well, that's all of it. I know, but uh, what was her? Uh, what was her name? Tutwiler wrote it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that comes to mind. Yeah. Well, it's time. It's time for a bill to be introduced in the Alabama legislature. Changing the Alabama state song from that to Every Sperm is Sacred. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, by the way, I wanted to, if it's okay with you, uh, over there on that platform formerly known as Twitter, uh, you do maintain, uh, you post there from time to time. And if you're game for uh, it, yeah, I, I, often I wanted to uh, let you invite the Horn Family Community Congregation to interact with you there if you want to. Okay. Uh, so do you mind if I give out your... Uh, bye. Yeah. Sure, go ahead. Uh, over on the website, uh, the platform formerly known as Twitter, you can find, you can find my beautiful sister... 
Terry Ellen, at Wiz, W-I-Z-O-F-T, Wiz of Oft, W-I-Z-O-F-T, Taz. Yeah, W-I-Z-O-F-T-O-Z, 63. O-Z, 63, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if y'all want to, follow that comes from one of our football coaches, Coach Clark, not Coach Clark, Coach Johnson. Yep. Who would call me Wizard of Oz on the on the practice field of football. Freshman year. That was his nickname for me, Wizard of Oz. Most of the time, they just called me by some other guy's name and called him by mine. And you know, and you know who the other guy was. Jekyll. Yep. And it didn't. It didn't help. Y'all are about the same size. Same size, same build. Yeah. And y'all are about the same. Y'all are about the same size. And seeing, you know, recognizing somebody's face in those helmets, that would be difficult. You know, as a coach, I, I can see that. Well, yeah. and the, and the three of and the three of us were in numerical sequence too, on our jerseys. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, I was seventy-seven, and I was seventy-five, and you he were was what, se- seventy-eight. Jekyll was seventy-six. No, were I you was seventy-five. I was seventy-five. He was seventy-six, and you were seventy-seven. Yeah. Okay. Good God, do you do you remember do you remember those brown midriff jerseys? Oh yeah, yeah. Mhm. And having to wear them the on game, wear, the, and having to wear them on game day. I like the whites. Those brown ones were embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because because yeah. because we have orange ones. I was trying to remember if we had orange ones. I remember the brown ones and the white. We had. Did we, we have orange. We had we had orange after Coach Rayburn came along. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. For 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 those of you keeping track at home. Those don't. Stand out in my mind for some reason. The white and the orange do. Well, for those of you keeping I mean, track at home, the white and the brown do, but not, our, not the orange. Our yeah. colors were orange and brown. Yes. Mm-hmm. But no, I, re- yeah. I remember. I remember the brown ones because all the linemen had tummies. You know, the the the, the tailbacks and, and the cornerbacks. You know, all sleek and six packs and all of that. And the linemen. Well, we didn't look particularly we didn't look particularly fetching in those belly tops. Well, there's that. Then I mean, a girl to do. You know. yeah. well, I mean, the funny thing is, if a girl had shown up, if a girl had shown up to class to go to class on game day Friday wearing a belly top, she would have been sent home. Oh yes, of course, child mailed. Show no skin. That's you know, Cardinal. Don't even wear shorts. You know, in our high school, that had no air conditioning until we were seniors, mm-hmm. and it's in a building that was built for air conditioning and didn't have it. It was sweltering in the fall of ninety degree summers in Alabama. I can remember taking tests with sweat rolling off my nose. And hitting my Dripping test on paper. the test paper, yes. You know? 
Absolutely. And and, and, and know, some and some wings God. And mm. some wings were worse than others. Yeah, you know, the girls the girls could wear a skirt and a dress. They could actually dress cool. And I couldn't. Nope. Nope. You know. Pretending to be boys at the time. We had to dress like boys, long pants. Thank God we at least could have a short sleeved shirt on. It was miserable. And no dancing. Oh, God, you know, that leads to sex. Didn't have that. The Crosstown Rival High School had a prom. We had a junior-senior banquet. Oh, yeah. Such a lovely thing it was. Yeah. It sucked. Yeah, you, and I, you and I literally went to the Footloose High School. Yeah, except we didn't have the fun thing at the end of the movie. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Oh, and Micah said, oh, my God, this is Miss Terry. Hi, Miss Terry. Hi. Micah's up in Michigan. Still exists for now. Yes, a much bluer state than Alabama. Very, very blue compared to us here in the deep south. Oh, it's it, yeah. One hope we we one dares hope that Michigan remains navy blue, midnight blue. Yes, hope so. But we're both Southerners, and I just keep asking myself: Indeed we are. Yeah. If 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 I have to bug out, please, why can't one of the safe and I'm going to get hell from the people in California? But why can't one of the safe states be warm, like a lot? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, if I if Curious I have to thing, if I have to flee here, why do I have to go somewhere that I'm going to be even freeze my skinny little butt off even more than I already am? You know, you would think colder states would be more conservative. Southern states would be more liberal because of you know, the heat and stuff. You know? Yeah, and the thing and the thing is, uh, okay, yes, yes, Micah. Uh, she said we're fucking trying, and can I get an honorary Southern status? You know, growing up in Florida and Georgia and so forth. Yes, honey, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And and you and you, because among other things, I know you know that grits is always plural. Yes. You ever had a grit? <laughs> you, you ever know, had one grit? Just a grit. You know, before right before you called in, I referred to the to the uh, Chief Justice of the Alabama Supreme Court as being a grits for brains. I was kind of proud of that. <laughs> you know, grit is a stiff size. It's a what? It's a stiff size. Oh, I didn't grit. know that. No. Well, yeah, I mean, the uh, fine grit, heavy grit, sandpaper. Mm-hmm. And there used to be a newspaper that yep. kids would sell door to door called Grit. Like flour is a sieve size. Meal is a sieve size. Grit is a sieve size. Hominy. I did not know hominy was a sieve size. And by the way, hominy is corn. 
Well, I know it is, but I didn't know it was a sieve size. Size. We say this much longer, and I'm going to. It's all about the size. It's all about size. Any other round of salsa? It's always all about size. Of course, it is. Size. Size matters. <laughs> yeah, I took. I took my little. I took my little <laughs> shot. I, I took my little shot today. How are we doing? Uh, we just got a note from. We just got a note from Steve in New York. He's a dear man. You and Terry and all the other trans folks. You know, I've been experiencing very high anxiety these days. I want, I want to let you know that listening to you speak is extremely inspiring. I can't thank you enough. The courage you all are showing is breathtaking. From the very bottom of my heart, thank you. You're all truly inspirations. You're welcome. Your courage helps me, and I'm so unbelievably grateful. Thank you, Steve. It's very, very, very oh, that was sweet of you. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, Roger in Oregon says heat. California has several places that are hot. Look into Bullhead City on the Arizona border. Oh, I know. I, I understand that completely. It's just that for purposes of having to uh, run away, bravely run away, away, bravely bold Miss Robin, for purposes of having to run away, California. California is 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 impossible because, uh, as I've said before, I couldn't afford a refrigerator box over a sewer grate. You know, I think that goes for about two thousand. <laughs> I think that goes for about twenty five hundred dollars a month in California, and that's before utilities. Yeah, yeah, couldn't afford to heat and cool my cardboard box. Precise. Well, I don't know how you'd put an air conditioner in a car in, not, in a refrigerator box. And not box. even pay the taxes on it. I mean, God, the property taxes on a cardboard box in California. Ugh, horrible. And uh, Micah just chimed in and said, "You're welcome, Steve. I mean, I'm just trying to live my life over here. I don't feel all that special. We do what we have to do." And I think emphasis on have to. You know, when is a choice. Yeah, we do what we have to do. You know, it's not. But uh, yeah, you know how how is one brave to save your own life? How, how is one brave to do that? And the alternative is to lay down and die. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Basically. When we do it is a choice. That we do it is more like. Well, you know, mandatory. it's not even a choice sometimes. When we do it, when we do it, we reach a point where we have to do it. But the choice is no longer there not to do it. That we've exhausted our choice not to do it. And you reach that place where you're between the proverbial rock and a hard place. And you have to do it, or it's death. Yeah, it's 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 that's the choice. It's either death, death, or transition. That's the choice. Yeah, that what the hell of a choice. Yeah, that gets into some Yoda territory. Uh, Do or not do. There is no try. Right. Do or not do. There is no try. Yeah. We we spent most of our lives trying, actually. 
trying our damnedest not to do what we end up having to do. It's a hell of a thing. It is indeed. Choose not, choose not to transition for most of your life. And that was an easy choice because you didn't have to. You weren't at that point where you have to. But you reach the point where that choice is no longer yours to make anymore. Except to choose life or choose death. That's what it comes down to. And for some of us, we do choose death. Because we can't contemplate. Or have it foisted upon them. Especially, especially for late, us late transitioners who do it later in life. Of upending the life we made, often with a spouse and children, and putting them through what we have to do, and transitioning, because we think it's better for us to be alive than them to mourn us. Better to be alive as a woman than dead as a guy. Not everybody makes a choice. It's better to be dead as a guy than to be alive as a woman. Kind of like Harry Carey. Yeah. You know? And I thought of that, Robin. I thought that. It crossed my mind. Back in going through all this shit of thinking of a suicide as a Harry Carey that you, it's an honor killing, you know, honor suicide. Yeah, you literally take your guts and dishonor to your family, you know. Yeah, you literally spill your guts. It's freaking sh. Yeah. You waste space for your family. Right. That's why I. That's why I let my parents live their lives without my shame. Mm. My shame. Shame. For me, it was my parents had already lost one child and were about to lose a second. Because my sister was dying of cancer at that point. And I didn't want them to have to stand by a third casket. Three out of four. You know? Yeah. I couldn't do that to my mom and dad. That would be worse. That was worse than me transitioning to a woman. That was worse. Making them stand by my casket and grave when I didn't have to. You want to take a minute and, I mean, we talk about, you want to take a minute and talk about your sister Sandra? Well, I didn't, we weren't close, ever, really. Even growing up, we weren't real close. And in high school, we were less so, but I think that was when she was really starting, you know, dealing with severe dysphoria and whatnot. She went into the Navy at the end of high school. 
Because she, because, because she was a freaking two genius. Years, two years. Oh, yeah, she's smart as hell. Yeah, way, way smarter than me. I was the dumb one of, of my siblings, even though I was the only one that got a master's. <laughs> master's. <laughs> but anyway, they were all in the honor society, and I was not, so I was, I was the dunce of, of the siblings. But, yeah, she was smart as hell. She really was. And but was also dealing with severe gender dysphoria. And, uh, you know, she was cross-dressing and going out and whatnot. And I came home. She'd gone to the Navy and then had gotten out. Um, I was 18 by that point, spring of 1981. I had come home from a lead-out or something, and I was coming into the door of the house. And my dad met me at the door before I even stepped inside. And... uh I need to tell you something. Okay. She's like, this is not going to be good. And it's like, uh, we got to go get your brother out in Idaho. So he had gotten out of the Navy and was going to university out in Idaho, University of Idaho. He sent us a letter and he says he's a transsexual. You know what that is? Oh, no. Uh, I know I smiled. I know I smiled a little bit because I was thinking, yeah, because I am one. I already knew. I figured out who I was when I was 11 years old. I didn't know anything about my brother that we both had that. And I said, yeah. And my dad was like, well, we're going to go out there getting, bring him home and getting fixed. Oh, dear Jesus. So that was, that started a hell of a saga. In my brother's life, she didn't transition until like the late 80s, early 90s. She had GRS in 92, 93. We were not close. I did not trust her. She had a lot of issues besides being trans. That was the least of her problems, frankly. She bounced checks everywhere. She had 16 cars by the time she was 32. Most of them she totaled. I used to think she had nine lives. But, you know, when she was in her early, uh, mid, late 40s, she was finally getting her life together. You know, she had gotten a relationship with my son. They would talk football on the phone and stuff. And it was starting to, to get much better with her. I was talking to her on the phone. And I never told her about me, ever, because I didn't trust her. I figured she'd blackmail me to my parents. Just wasn't going to go there. And then she passed away when she was 47. of an accidental overdose of methadone and alcohol. The two together killed her. She wrote a book for Microsoft. She was self-taught in computers. She had a physics degree. Way beyond me. Way smarter than me. I sometimes wonder what if, you know, she she had lived what our relationship would be like now. With me transitioning and all that. Yeah. I have no idea. 
We were talking about the fact that, well, this this goes back to when I saw your first post on our graduating class page. And at first, I thought you were her. Really? Because I knew about her. On, the, on, the, on our high school page? When I posted, when I came out? Yeah. Because... I don't look anything like that. No, you don't. But that's where my brain went. <laughs> because... Yeah. Because as we were... As and why we, would Sandra be posting in the... 1981 high school. Page. I know that. I didn't. But anyway, I get it. No, I didn't. I'm dirty, I didn't. You know, that's one of my best But but I I thought I thought first of her because I had and we've discussed this. Um, I had met her as her. Yeah, I know. Which I did not until I was 31 or something. No. Yeah, and this was like home from Christmas, freshman year of college. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was yours, yeah. Mine was early 90s when she had come home. And that was the first time I had seen her as her. That's the first time I'd seen her in like four or five years. And I just remember walking into our mutual friend's apartment and seeing her sitting there and apparently she was just getting started and we all go through that awkward phase and I, I have a picture of her that that um god what was it? what's her name oh, Anna Easton yeah Jenny. Where Sandra's sitting on the couch mm-hmm. in a black dress, I think. Yeah. Well, I just remember walking into that apartment, and it just—oh, it, it hit me! It, it it hit me like a spear through my heart. Because it's like, oh my god! Why? Well, because I knew who I was, and here was someone with the courage mm-hmm. to show our mutual friends. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she, oh, my dad put her through hell. Oh God, just I remember some of that. Watching a sibling transition doesn't make you want to do it at no. all. No, it, it rather disproves the theory of social contagion, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't. It didn't make me want to. Oh man, that that looks great! All the pain and suffering and ridicule and all that. Oh, let me get right on that. <laughs> right. Right, because that, yeah, I mean that, that was that was that, down my wing nut, you know. That, that was part of what happened. It's like, oh dear Jesus, that's me. But I don't think I could ever do this. Yeah. Yeah. And it took what? Thirty nine years. Thirty nine more years until I could. Hmm. Until I got. Until I got to that Mm -hmm. no choice. We're late bloomers, Robin. (laughs) 
late late bloomers for sure. Hey, we try to keep this family friendly. Let's not talk about bloomers. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Tamara just wrote in from San Diego. She said, my goodness, you two have been through a lot. I'm glad you have each other. Mm. Oh, Tamara, you have no and idea. It ain't over yet. And it ain't over yet. Mm. And it ain't over yet. Mm. And, uh... Yeah. Mm. Oh, no, there's a lot more story to write. But it's been a hell of a story so far, hasn't it? It indeed has, yes. All we have to do is yes, all we have to do is survive story. our governments. Yeah, that's all we got to do. Yeah. I, I thought surviving yeah. transition was the hard part. Huh. I did too. God, were we stupid, right? Yeah. Dum 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 dum. Roxanne. Walk, walk in the park. At least we had a good bit of control over that. This, uh, I just don't feel like I have any at all. You know? There's some, yeah. Sometimes it feels, you know, we got a lot of whitewater rafting up here, and sometimes it feels like being in a, in a hydraulic on the river. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a hurricane that never ends. It just becomes more severe. And I, I think about, you know, I started I started on September the 15th, 2020. And I kept this deep, dark secret from this community. October, November, December, three months. Early December. You know, why does it have to be called a, a deep, dark secret? You know, a deep, dark secret. Because it was, because you talked about things, you, thing, things you talked about things we lose. I was terrified, and I'm ashamed, I'm ashamed of myself to this day that I was terrified that this entire that that this program, that this community would disappear, yeah. would disappear. Well, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> and that is the always was the thing that you consider transitioning. You have to accept. That you're going to lose every damn thing, your your job, your income, your spouse, your family, and that you could be sleeping under a fucking overpass because you're going to lose your home too, and that's what you got to accept when you transition. That that could happen to you because it did to some of us. You and I were damn lucky that it didn't, Robin. We're damned lucky that it hasn't. Too. Because the you know the entire topic of this entire conversation is the fact that it may yet if these if these if these if these horrifying godforsaken miserable sorry ass maggots and their tax exempt Christian grifts get their way. Because it is no exaggeration. It's no exaggeration to say that their urges are genocidal. Yeah, it's all steps along the path. And and there's not one of us that they don't want dead. And again, 
This is this is going to be another podcast with a whole shit ton of trigger warnings. But there is not one of us that these goddamn Republicans don't want dead. And that includes the good ones, the pick-me girls, like Caitlyn Jenner and Blair White. Oh, yeah, the, good, the, the good ones. It's like, God, oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, yeah, and the log cabin Republicans. Log closet. It's like, have you read... Have you read Project 2025 yet, fellas? Yeah. You get it, too. You know, it's like the Jews that worked for the Nazis. Capos, capos, zonderkommandos. Mm-hmm. They were killed. Yeah, maybe last, but in the grand scheme of things, still dead. So and the one thing, and I've mentioned it on this program, but the one thing I wish we could, even even our allies, I wish they could internalize the reality, the historical reality, that the, that that the last time a country tried to do this, they started with us. They started with the LGBTQ with people, yeah. and once they once they had once they'd gotten us out of the way. Then it was time for everybody else. And it bears yeah. remembering. And I personally think on, on, on Trans Day of Remembrance, we need to be talking about that every year. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, it, I mean, it, it's, it's for the purposes of remembering people like Nex. But we also need to remember and talk about the fact that that is the plan for every last one of us on the entire planet because they have this notion that if they can just get rid of us their world will be so 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 much better just like uh, Fappy Thomas sits around fantasizing about the day when there's no more marriage equality, because somehow his life will be better? If ours are more miserable? Yeah. I mean, I just, I just, I Terry, I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't process the mindset that believes that way. Well, it's, it's, it's the oxymoron of these Christians who feel like they're getting brownie points for hating us and doing these things in God's name. That they'll, they'll get a better reward in the afterlife in heaven by doing what they're doing to us, even though they seem to forget that Christ said, when you do it to the least of these, you do it to me. When you bring harm to the least of these, and of course, in that parable, it was the naked, clothe the naked, feed the hungry, visit the sick in the hospital, visit the ones in prison. But if they think that that's the only thing he was talking about, he's not going to stare at them and go, I was a trans woman. 
that you stripped of all their all of my rights and medical care. I know you not be gone from me. But Lord, Lord, when did we see you as a trans woman? I tell you, when you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. They don't remember that part of the Bible. They'll quote the glorious image. We are a glorious image as well. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, along the same lines as what you're talking yeah. about, uh, Ralph's just sent along the famous poem by Pastor Martin Niemöller. Yeah. And there really should be another oh, verse yeah. on top of that because it begins, first they came for the communists. Actually, it's first they came for the queers. And I did not speak out mm-hmm. because I was not queer. Then they came for the communists. Then they came for the socialists. Then they came for the trade unions. Then they came for the Jews. And then they came for me. I mean, this is not the trauma. Then it came for me, and there was no one left to speak up for me. Mm-hmm. But there really does need to be an extra mm-hmm. first verse. By the way, I got another note from Micah. She said, I guess I was fortunate. I never really had a fear that I was going to lose my job. I wasn't the first person out there. Though I've been told that me transitioning has also given others in my company the courage to do the same. On the flip side, I absolutely was afraid, and I'm still afraid, that I'm going to eventually lose most of my biological family. At the very least, I'm not sure about my siblings, but sometimes the alternative is just much more painful. This is certainly a process where you learn who your family really is. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, you were there to hold my hand on, on New Year's Eve of 2020. And I will forever be grateful. It was a good day. It was. It was a fun one. It was a fun one, yeah. Was good. Very good. But uh, okay, I want to I want to shift gears for a minute because we've talked about a lot of, you know, a lot of a lot of these issues, and they touch on so many more. Because everybody everybody who isn't a maggot is on the list. The fact, yeah. the fact that there are people who think they're safe does not make them safe. No. You know, or, or, or Orange Julius Geezer has made that abundantly clear. He has a list. And he's already telling everybody what he's going to do, and how people aren't believing him is beyond me. Especially on the Democrat side, the liberal side. They think, oh, he won't be that bad. He's not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, he will do that. It's pretty damn clear. He's got a team around him who will make it happen. And we need to take him at his freaking word. Absolutely. Again. Yes, this worst case scenario has a damn good chance of coming to pass. 
And why don't we prepare for that? Why don't we? Why don't we? With, why don't we get out? Why don't we organize? You know. Why don't we get out? Why don't we organize like our lives depend on it? Because they do, and not just trans lives, they not do. just queer lives. Every again, everyone who isn't a maggot, everyone who is not a yeah. Christian fascist, and eventually they'll start. They'll if they ever got their if their if their fondest wish ever came true, Terry. They would eventually begin cannibalizing themselves. Witness Ernst Rom. Oh God, yes, it always happens. It always happens. It's like, well, we got. Oh, now I see what's in our ranks. You know the purges. What Stalin did. Again, Ernst Rom. Gulags. You know. <laughs> okay. The man it happens. Yeah, You're the, not pure the, enough. The man who You're put, not conservative enough. You're not what you know, MAGA enough or whatever. I mean that 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 was proven down at the border when the truckers for Trump went down there. One uh, again, one the one night they're baptizing each other and passing passing snakes around and pouring oil on each other's heads and speaking in tongues, and the next day they're brawling in the streets. Because somebody wasn't yeah, mad. Practically, practically nobody went. It's like the truckers' uh, boycott of taking stuff to New York City. God, didn't happen. No, I mean, it's just not happening. There might be a few that boycotting, but nothing like they predicted. It's like all the convoys to the border. Nothing. So there's a bit of a disconnect between this huge cult support and boots on the street kind of thing. Well, I hope I hope Nitwit Nero continues to tell them not to trust uh, mail-in ballots, not to trust absentee ballots, and that they have to vote on election day. Period. End of sentence. Nothing else is acceptable because if that happens, we've got a much better chance of winning. That's it. So you know, fingers crossed. That's it. Hey, uh, you being you being a science lady and all, I'm going to shift gears for a minute in the remaining moments of the program. <laughs> so put on your put on your science lady hat. Um, I never leave, actually. <laughs> because I've been an envi- I've been an environmental and human rights activist for almost a quarter century. And up mm-hmm. here, up here, our West Virginia Department of Environmental Permitting, I mean Protection. A wholly owned subsidiary of the chemical and hydrocarbon, well, the hydrocarbon industries. Uh, I've just found out they are considering a consent order for a massive uh, chemical plant down in the Kanawha Valley that sits on the banks of the Kanawha River. And the WVDEP wants to let Keymore's Optima Bell, Bell is the community where it is, uh, it used to be DuPont been there a long time but the consent order would let the let the the plant discharge ethyl benzene into the great canal river at a level that is six times higher than the human health criteria established by the environmental protection agency 
shit. You've got to be kidding. No, ma'am. That's West Virginia, that is, honey. That is absurd. I mean, that is that is rubber stamping made an environmental disaster. Just have at it. Ethel benzene? Mm-hmm. That's one of the components of gasoline? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a carcinogen, but it's this nasty stuff is six times the corrective action limit? Yeah. And and the thing is, it has been known to cause... It's been known to cause tumors in animals. Yeah. And we just -hmm. just passed the 10th anniversary last month of of, uh, 40,000 or more gallons of methylcyclohexane methanol being dumped into the Elk River, which immediately empties into the Great Kanawha, and poisoned the drinking water supply of 300,000 human beings in nine counties, who are now part of a lifelong, involuntary, uh, epidemiological study of the effects of methylcyclohexane methanol on human bodies. And in that instance, the West Virginia state government waited hours before they even issued anything acknowledging the dump or telling people to maybe not drink the water. Well, and the very benzene may cause cancer in humans. It causes tumors in the kidneys, lungs, and liver of animals, as well as severe inner ear damage. I mean, why not? And when that disaster took place ten years ago, the first words, because this this chemical was used in cleaning <clears throat> coal at coal processing plants, and the first words from the West Virginia Coal Association were, if it's good enough to clean coal, it's good enough to clean me. I will never forget that. I will never forget that. Jesus. Stupid. Just, 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 you know... The saying goes, you can't fix stupid. Nope. It's insane, Robin. It it just really is. It's it's terrifying. We as a race seem to become more stupid with time. How did we ever survive the ice ages? (laughs) Uh, lots I don't know lots of mastodons I don't know you think that would have weeded out all the idiots you know natural selection and all that I don't know well you know that's that's just any day that ends in Y in West Virginia don't you see we're matching? He's not going to run, but he's not going to endorse Biden either. Right, and and that's because of the first law of mansions, Terry. The first law of mansions says no, well, yeah. no one named Mansion ever does anything that doesn't benefit someone named Mansion. And then the second law of mansions. I think not not helping Biden since he's a Democrat, since you know Mansion is technically a Democrat. How is not helping Biden not help him? 
how how does that work exactly? Explain well, see, that to me. Well, see, that's the opportunity. Shouldn't that be some gravy on his potatoes? You know. Well, right? but but see, that's the second Political law. That's gravy. The, that's the second law of mansions. No one named Manchin has ever voted for a Democrat whose name wasn't Manchin. I'm a science. I'm a science lady too. I do theorems and law laws of nature and shit. Not just a, not just a pretty face with an English degree. Well, at least I've got the English degree. Well, you told me someone said you had a really pretty face. It was the doctor's office, no less. Yes, that, yes, she did. Made me feel very good yesterday. Yes. Mm-hmm. Girl needs that once in a while. Oh, and by the way, I got another mm-hmm. note. I got another note from Cynthia out in the Bay Area. We were talking about our inspirations, and you know, I was talking about you know how you helped me. And she said, one of those sisters who was a big inspiration for me during my transition, the attached picture, if you can open it, and I did, and is Michelle, taken around 1990. I don't think she'd had her surgery at the time of this picture. Michelle, my belle. Sans les mots qui vont très bien ensemble. Très bien ensemble. Yeah, hell, we're a goose egg tonight. Yeah, we're, we're a goose egg tonight. May as well, uh, may as well sing. Um, she says she had it around 19, her, uh, her surgery around 1992. She was gorgeous. Unfortunately, she also passed away from brain cancer about 14 years ago. A crying shame as she was a great loving person and talented as hell. She was a mechanical engineer who worked on a number of products at the time that were in common use. My memory fails me in remembering examples, but she always impressed the hell out of me. And she super inspired me and helped me on my way to where I am now. Thank you, Michelle. And I have the picture. And oh my heavens, mm. she was lovely. Uh, she was lovely. We all have those in our lives. <laughs> we thank God for them every day. They help us along our journey. Yes. Or goddess. Very much so. Or we're just grateful. There was a group of ladies that helped, helped me so much back in 2014. Joined a forum online. It was called Beginning Life forum and it was a group it was a support group for trans people it was trans women primarily and it was about eight or ten of us that were all on the same path at about the same time and it was awesome just really helped me a lot Still, still speak to some of them today. Wonderful, isn't it? We all find our community, you know, that is support, and we're all going through the same thing. And as I tell people in the support group, Southern Transgender Alliance, that it's nothing better than talking to somebody in real life It's going through the same shit you are or have gone through it to understand, you know, that goes beyond being transgender, having cancer, having diabetes, losing a child, a job, 
anything where you can talk to somebody who's been there where you are is priceless. Yeah, in our case, we're both we're 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 in both, real life. Yeah, we're both you know, blue-eyed diabetics, you and me. Yeah, it gets it, understands it, because someone who hasn't been there can't. It can be empathetic. It can't really understand unless you've been there. Yeah, that's why I say that. There's nothing like that. No. That's why I say that understanding is overrated and acceptance is everything. Mm-hmm. If I under if I could have understood this and done something to make it stop, fucking a right I would have. You, oh God, yeah. You would have too. You prayed your little. Uh, you you you've always been more religiously oriented than me. And you prayed your little heart out. Oh, yeah. God gave me a big fat no, literally, very loudly in my head. Yeah, that was, that was a bad day. It was a bad day. That was my last. That was my last hope of being done with it. And. You know, that's, that's the thing that you're supposed to get a yes. You know, the God rule. You pray hard enough and have faith, you get your miracle, right? Yeah, I didn't have it. Yeah, it's not a matter I of the faith. Not a matter of the faith of a mustard seed. You had it. You had an entire warehouse full of mustard seeds. Oh, yeah. I, I had that covered. And I prayed with great faith. I'd always been taught that. And that, you know, after 40 years of fucking praying about this, well, more than 40, about 42, actually. Um, I finally got an answer, and it was a big fat no. That was tough. It was hard. And then people would tell me that God didn't tell me that. Oh, really? Then who the fuck was it? <laughs> you know? That- I'd heard that voice before. It wasn't the first time God talked to me. I knew who the hell it was. It was the devil. No, it wasn't the devil. No, it wasn't. It's who you are, it's who I am, it's who we are. Just like yeah, we're just like a... just just like we're blue eyed. Just yeah, like we're I, diabetics. Just I like I know God exists. I know God exists. There's no doubt of that. Doesn't grant miracles very much. So, I tell people now, they say that I didn't get the miracle I wanted. I got the miracle I needed. Ding. Ding. And you know, just to put a little bow on all of this, with all you know, with all with all the stuff that we've been talking about, all the legislation, all the hatred. You know, they started they started with trans kids because you know if we can just stop it, if we can if we can just stop them, they'll grow out of it. 
Yeah, we did that, right? We grew out of it. Uh-huh. Mm, right. Sorry, no. No, no desistance here. Nope. Tried. Did my damnedest to desist. Get rid of it. Be done with it. Hope for that. Prayed for that. Never happened. Just grew worse with time. Yeah. How much energy I spent in my life fighting it. You know? It's brutal. Brutal. Yeah. And and in many ways, the same thing obtains across the LGBTQ plus spectrum. People fighting to convince themselves they're straight for years on end. Mm-hmm. Same same thing. Same, same thing. It's a dysphoria in a way, the sexual dysphoria, you know, desperately wanting to be straight, knowing you're not. It's a hell of a thing. Trying to be that anyway. Good luck. Same, same with us. Knowing you're not. You know, and they talk about, as one of them talked about, is that thing yesterday, the ones against, like, this isn't about feeling. These are facts. That your sex is your sex at birth is a fact. We're not going on the feeling of, of being a different gender. Okay, this is not a feeling. How do you have a feeling for 40 fucking years, Robin? Oh, no. See that 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 brings me to little Benny. Yeah, that brings me to little Benny dry wife Shapiro, who is forever, yeah. you know, and and all that manosphere garbage. And then facts over feelings. And I got to thinking, you know, because we were trained by we were taught by some pretty good science teachers. It took better with you than it did with me. But um, if it's facts over feelings. I would like to take little Benny dry wife Shapiro and say an alcohol burner from our ninth grade IPS lab. And I would oh, like yeah. and I would like to light it. And I would like to take little Benny dry wife Shapiro's hand and place it over the flame. <laughs> and I would like to say, Okay, Benny, facts over feelings, right? Oh. Which is telling you to, that you really wish I would let you move your hand from over top of this flame? Is it your feelings or your facts? Because the fact is, because the fact is, you're getting burned. The fact is, I don't give a fuck. Now tell me about your feelings. Yeah, really. How do you feel about that? All right, tell me your feelings. It's not the facts. It's not a fact. It's just a feeling. It's not a fact that you don't deserve to have this done to you. Because deserving's got nothing to do with it, as Clint Eastwood said. Hmm. It's your feelings, Benny. Well, you know, he's the same guy who says that, you know, he doesn't think women have orgasm. Or get wet. Based, based on his own personal experience, women don't enjoy that. Which I think is very telling on him. 
more than anything, not the women. And one one last note. My guess is only only woman he's had sex with is his wife. That poor woman. That poor poor woman. Oh yeah. Well, as we wrap this up, one one last note. This from Haley in Arkansas. I started crying when you read that letter from your future to Terry. Please never apologize for speaking up for our issues and telling our stories. I know a thing about girls in mirrors and keeping secrets. I knew something was different with me when I was in a small high school that could be described as a cross between Hoosiers and Footloose. Thank you for speaking truth to power and also to Terry for doing the same. Love, your little sister, Haley. Yeah. Thanks, Haley. Haley, there's been some tears here, too. Hmm. No small number of them, as a matter of fact. It's not easy to talk about this, is it? No, it's not. And if I if, and if I have hurt you in any way with all of these with all of this, I apologize. I hope I didn't. I'm so glad I had you here to talk about this because this is just a this is just a radio Stay studio. Here, honey. This is just a radio studio with one woman in it, and it's not like you can peer out across the footlights and see the audience out there sitting row on row in the theater. It's theater of the mind. But it's a one-woman show in a house that is entirely dark. And it means a lot. It means more than I can say to have you share in this conversation once in a while. It means so very much. So thanks, sis. You're welcome. I guess I'll wrap all of this up. Love you, girl. Love you too, hon. I'll talk to you a little bit. Good show. Good show. Later. Bye. Bye. Good show. Just a couple of southern girls sitting around rapping. Thanks, y'all. I can't, I can't, I can't thank you enough. And thanks, of course my big sis Terry and again if you want to follow her on uh, that web that, that, that platform formerly known as Twitter at Wiz W-I-Z oft O-F-T Oz O-Z 63 thanks for your patience and your forbearance It is a frightening time. And I haven't been okay since I first read the story of little necks and what happened to them. And the thing is, just as as it's the same with school shootings, beyond the horror of their life being stolen... The overarching horror is that it will happen again until we as a nation decide we don't want it to happen anymore. 
and take action against the people who encourage what happened to, to next to continue to happen. And as Stephen New York pointed out, Clarence Thomas, in the end, well, if he doesn't think he'll eventually be on the list, he's dreaming. And Steve is correct. So again, thank you. With all my heart. Thank you to our PayPal and Patreon subscribers. Thank you to those who make challenges. If anyone in the podcast community would like to respond, there's $125 in challenges on the table. The fundraising goal stands at $1,300. It will be $1,600 tomorrow, which means an entire unfunded week plus 100 bucks a Friday. Thank you. Thank you so much to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in this program. Thank you for extending your challenge routes. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Roger, in the chat room. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on live. Remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. Share it around a little bit. These past two podcasts, maybe, maybe you might want to share it with someone who isn't quite as well-versed on just how deep and dark we are on the road to a full fascist takeover of this country. Maybe it might open some eyes. Like I said, like and subscribe, leave a comment if you wish. It helps a lot. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20 plus years at the forefront, 25 years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, a proud union shop. Please stay safe. Get your booster, get your RSV vaccine, your flu shot, check in if you're due for a pneumonia shot. I've got a doctor's appointment tomorrow, so now that I've got insurance for a little bit, we're going to test everything that needs to be tested. If you're around maggots or generally groups of five people or more, wear your mask. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer, carry it with you, pocket or purse. Maintain your social distance as best you can. And if if the governor of Oklahoma comes toward you, talking about how bullies must be held accountable when he himself is the bully, avoid him like the plague, because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Later.